We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app very very excited got a lot of people um uh, sending text and and emails by the way if you'd like to email me charlie at 989word.com uh, is the email address i'll put it up uh here on the, the the streaming as well coming up in just a little bit but tomorrow i will be talking with the 45th and 47th president of the united states donald john trump Right now, let's go to Tommy Piggott. He is with the RNC. Tommy, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Glad to have you on. How important is this election, Tommy? Well, it's very important. I mean, it's part of the process of Republicans letting their voices be heard. I mean, what a contrast between Republicans and Democrats. Republicans going out there, talking to voters, having their voices be heard, putting policy positions forward, uh, really having solutions for this country versus the Democrats. Democrats going out there rigging their primary, protecting Joe Biden at all costs. Yeah. He's hiding from the press, hiding from interviews. I think that's a big contrast and, and a telling contrast for this election in, in November. You know, when he's not busy falling up the short stairs on Air Force One. So let's just say, just for a minute, uh, let, let's play devil's advocate. If you were a Democrat, what story could you tell the American people about the successes of the Biden administration? I mean, honestly, your guess is as good as mine on that one. I, I don't really know what story right. they have to tell, which is which is why, if you notice, Biden's message isn't really a positive one. It's about fear mongering. It's about yeah. smearing everyone that he possibly can. That's his only message. And and trying to stoke fear for, for a party that has solutions like the Republican Party that is actually putting forward solutions. I mean, Joe Biden is saying that anyone that wants to secure the border is somehow uh, this evil person. He's attacking parents at school board meetings. He's attacking pro-life Americans. That's Democrat. That's the Democrats and Joe Biden's quote unquote message. Meanwhile, Republicans actually have solutions to empower families, empower small businesses, secure the border. And those are the solutions the American people want to see. And let's not forget that. Let's not forget that Merrick Garland uh, and the, the Department of Justice did exactly what you said. They tried to vilify parents for standing up at school board meetings, classifying them as domestic terrorists. I know a lot gets gets caught up, but these are very big issues. And not only that, the way the Biden administration has has weaponized all of the, the departments against the American citizens. People need to remember that when they go to vote. Exactly. And, and the fact that Karine Jean-Pierre went up there and basically said that pro-life Americans were semi-fascists, which yeah. I think is an outrageous smear, completely outrageous. But that's the type of rhetoric that is coming from this administration constantly. Uh, that and also lies, going out there saying that Bidenomics is working when in reality costs are up almost 18 yep. percent, savings are down, families are poor. Uh, there are so many uh, different lies that this administration tells constantly. And I think the American people will remember it when they go and vote. They'll remember the fact that Joe Biden 
wasn't interested in bringing people together. He was interested in dividing people. They'll remember that his policies fueled the worst border crisis in U.S. history and fueled historic inflation. And they'll remember that he has no solutions to these policies. He's the definition of a career politician that just wants to try the same old failed policies again and again and again while never being held responsible for them. And he needs to be held responsible. And we need to be the ones that hold him responsible at, at the ballot box when we go to vote in November. But uh, again, no story to tell from the Democrats. They, they've been the party of obstruction. They haven't offered. I mean, just look at our border. I mean, how much worse does our border have to be before the Democrats actually do something about it and stop blaming Republicans? I mean, that's a good question. I think that's such a, uh, a perfect example of the failure of Joe Biden, where Joe Biden goes out there and signs 94 executive actions in his first 100 days, which created yeah. this crisis. He created the border crisis with the stroke of a pen. But that also means he could solve it with the stroke of a yeah. pen. And he refuses to. He refuses to take those executive actions. And even so, House Republicans passed the Secure the Border Act almost 300 days ago, which would end this crisis and secure the border. Senate Democrats have been blocking it. And you're exactly right to point out that instead of actually solving this crisis, Joe Biden is now blaming Republicans. Uh, After three years of claiming that the border crisis was, quote unquote, seasonal, now he's waking up and saying that excuse doesn't fly anymore. And he's trying to blame Republicans, even though Republicans have put forward solutions. And to add insult to injury, while Greg Abbott in Texas is stepping up to secure the border, while Republican governors are rallying around him, Joe Biden is suing Texas to stop him from securing the border. It's absolutely outrageous and shows a perfect example of all the failures from the last three years creating this crisis and why Joe Biden must not be uh, reelected in November. Yeah, he he caused the border crisis. And and do you remember, I know you do, that inflation was only going to be transitory? It was yeah, going, I mean, it was absolutely going, outrageous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They went from transitory, and they also called it a good thing at first, yeah. if you remember that as well. I they went out there and said, oh, this is a good thing. Uh, absolutely outrageous, calling it transitory, calling the border crisis seasonal. I mean, and now we have inflation that is still double what it was when Joe Biden took office, still at this moment, still double what it was, yeah. after prices rose 17.9%. I mean, and now he's claiming success. He's claiming that double the inflation rate compared to when he took office is a sign of his policies working. Well, if that's his policies working, I, I shudder to think what his policies failing look like, because right now Americans are poor because of Bidenomics. You are exactly right. A lot poorer because of that. But he also said that nobody's taxes were going to be raised. And uh, I tell you what, Tommy, I mean, we've got a lot of people saying that that they're not either they're not getting back as much as they used to or they're for the first time in a long time actually having to pay taxes this year. Everybody's being taxed under the Biden administration. Yeah, his Inflation Reduction Act, so-called for the worst name bill ever because it did nothing to reduce inflation. But his Inflation Reduction Act uh, actually increased the tax burden on Americans making as little as $20,000 a year, which was a direct contradiction to his promise. It raised the tax burden on those Americans. Uh, And and meanwhile, the hidden tax of inflation is really biting American families as well. And I think it's important to think of inflation as that tax because Biden is wasting all that money, wasting all of our money on pet projects, sending it to communist China, sending it to to companies with connections to his administration. Uh, Biden wasting all that money had to be paid by somebody. There's no such thing as a free lunch, and it's being paid by people through inflation. So the tax burden's going up directly through his legislation. And on top of that, we're all paying that inflation tax. It's a double whammy from Joe Biden. Isn't it? Isn't it? You know, because for so many years, the Democrat talking points have been we're the we're the party for the middle class. We're the party party for the working American. Well, that's no longer the case. It's the Republican Party that's the party of the working uh, of the middle class and the working Americans. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, Joe Biden's main priority seems to be to give taxpayer money to Chinese companies to produce electric vehicles. 
That seems to be the only thing he talks about 24-7. Yeah. No comment on actually helping working Americans. And no comment on lowering energy prices. I mean, it, his entire uh, campaign so far has been spent at glitzy fundraisers, where he is today, by the way, in California, New York, on the, on the different coasts, completely ignoring uh, regular Americans. It took him a year, for goodness sake, to go to East Palestine while he spent over yeah. 130 days on vacation. So I think that shows he doesn't care about working men and women. He's all about his far-left buddies that uh, he wants to give subsidies to buy expensive cars to. You're exactly right. Tommy Piggott from the RNC. A pleasure to talk to you, sir. We will talk again soon. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't forget, tomorrow, right here on the program, we will be talking with the 45th and 47th President of the United States, Donald John Trump. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Literally shaking with excitement. Literally shaking with excitement. Over the interview tomorrow with Donald John Trump, I am just, uh, I mean, I listen, I spent the weekend at Garth Brooks Ranch in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and I wasn't this excited. I mean, uh, this, I mean, I've, I've, oh my goodness. I've I can, done I can see it. I can see it in you. This is cool. Because normally when I look in, you know, I look in through the glass and I just see Charlie's just sitting there and he's cool and calm and collected and he's just, you know. Yeah, I'm like butter. Nothing is going to just phase me. You know, I'd, I will get a little bit angry about stuff, but nothing's yeah. going to really phase. Yeah. And now I'm looking in and it's just like <laughs> four-year-old Charlie like, has entered the building and he's giddy and he's like, ooh, I'm I like, do this. <laughs> I'm like Ralphie with his nose pressed yes. against the, 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 looking at that Red Ryder 200-shot <laughs> range repeater BB gun. It's, it's exactly what I'm like right now. I'm really excited. So Donald Trump going to make an appearance. Uh, and now, again, complete and total transparency. I'm going to be getting up tomorrow morning. Uh, the interview is going to take place tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. We will replay that interview at 3.35 tomorrow. Then again at 6.35 tomorrow evening. Um, so I, I just, I, I don't want to make, you know, I don't want to, uh, I'm not a guy that tries to trick anybody on the radio or anything like that. Uh, we'll be taping that interview tomorrow with President Trump, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll have it ready for you at 3.35 tomorrow afternoon. Of course, Trump was in town last night, having that town hall with Laura Ingram. Let's take a listen to what he said. To see you. It's been a while, been a couple of years since we've done a big event with you like this. And um, just in time for your appearance today, there's a new Suffolk poll out uh, just now a few days before the 
big primary. And among those very likely to vote, you're up over Nikki Haley by close to a two to one margin, 63 to 35. Now listen to that crowd. Listen to that Uh, crowd. Today, she refused to step aside and said this. Many of the same politicians who now publicly embrace Trump privately dread him. They know what a disaster he's been and will continue to be for our party. Some people used to say I was running because I really wanted to be vice president. I think I've pretty well settled that question. Has she settled that question? Well, I settled it about three months ago. She's not working. She's here. She's down by 30, 35 points. And everybody knows her. You're not supposed to lose your home state. Shouldn't happen anyway. And she's losing it big. Big. I mean, really, uh, I said big Lee and big Lee. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Embrace that, President Trump. Embrace big Lee. That should be on T-shirts. It should be on posters. It should be everywhere. Donald Trump wins big Lee. That should be the headlines. But he also talks about the possibility of uh, more cheating in the upcoming election with the mail-in voting. If you have mail-in voting, you automatically have fraud. If you have okay, well, there's mail-in voting in Florida, and you won huge. That's right. If you have it, you're going to have fraud. But you won because you don't. But here's the deal: it depends on who the state legislature is, and Laura Ingram knows this. Mail-in voting in Florida and here in, uh, or, or anywhere is different than Pennsylvania or Arizona or uh, certainly California and New York. And he also says he wants to debate Biden. Apple of his eye. I said, don't ever do it. We're it would have get, never happened, by the we're way. We're going to get into that happened. in a minute. But back to Biden and his current state, whatever you want to call it. Will you challenge him? To regular debates, yeah. regardless of the concern about the moderators. I know that's always annoying, but the, I'll, I'll be happy to moderate one, by the way. Um, would you would you challenge him? Uh, come on, Joe, you can do it. Will you challenge him to a debate regularly on focused specific topics? In other words, so it's not a wide ranging, just one debate on foreign policy. Well, I'll do it right now on your show. I'll challenge him right now. And I, we can do you. You can do anybody you want. I, I'll take anybody from uh, CNN, which is doing very poorly in the ratings, by the way, as you probably know. I, I, I'll take anybody because I think you have an obligation in this case. You really have an obligation to debate. When it came to the Republicans, you know, I was up by 40, 50, 60 points, like being up on her. Uh, I think a poll just came out. I'm at 91 and she's at seven. And would you debate? You want to be smart. You don't have to waste your time doing. But that would be enough. So and it would. But Biden is not going to debate. Even even the biddies on The View doesn't want Joe Biden to debate. <laughs> I love that you're using the word biddies. They are, that's exactly what they are. They're biddies. <laughs> that's all they are. So Letitia James. Now, let's just say, take a listen to this. Letitia James, because we know $354 million civil fraud fine. There were no, uh, there was no victim here, all of the banks that did business with Donald Trump would do business with him again. Listen to what Letitia James says about Trump's property. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court. And we will ask the judge 
to seize his assets. Seize his assets. Seize his assets. Um, who would get those assets? Well, it'd be the state of New York. The state of New York would get those assets. And what do you believe right now in this current state that we are living in? What do you believe would happen to Donald Trump's assets if they were to seize them? Well, I'll tell you what would happen. I'll tell you exactly what would happen. They would open them up to illegal immigrants, which they are doing right now. These hotels are making millions of dollars off of this illegal, fake refugee crisis. These people aren't refugees. Listen to this report that was that was filed. This is absolutely amazing. Here is the Row Hotel. This is one of the five hotels that has been transformed into a shelter. So we're going to walk in there and see what kind of operation they're running inside. This is a really nice hotel. How's it going? Oh, yeah, we were just checking out the hotel. Oh, the hotel just closed, I'm sorry. It's closed? But there's a ton of people in here right now. Because it's a shelter now. It's a shelter now. These hotels have shut down to the general public. They have opened up as a shelter for illegal aliens in this country. And the federal government, your taxpayer dollars, and the taxpayers of New York City are paying $260,000 a day for 1,330 rooms to house illegal aliens. Folks, that's $7.2 million a month. Who's paying for that? We are. We're paying for it. No, Charlie. It's the NGO. We're funding the NGOs. Where do you think they get their money? They get their money from you, the American taxpayer. And they're using it to shelter illegal aliens. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine Trump Tower in six months being run by uh, Kathy Hochul and Eric Adams? It would be a dump. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. So not only was Donald Trump in Greenville yesterday, but Ron DeSantis was in Columbia speaking at the uh, State House. Listen to what he had to say. Happen and it did, and there's no question that South Carolina is going to be a, a big victory uh, for Donald Trump because he appeals to core Republicans in a way that Nikki Haley just does not or is not trying to. Thanks, everybody. And and he's right about that. He's absolutely right about that. So good for him for uh, for doing that. And again. I was not for DeSantis because he was running against Trump. Now, I thought that if DeSantis just waited until 2028, then he would blow it out of the water. But I think Governor DeSantis got some bad advice in running against Donald Trump. And I got to hand it to him. He got out while the getting was good. And now Nikki Haley is continuing to hang on in this race when she is absolutely going to have the floor mobbed up with her. It's not it's not going to be pretty. And that's coming up on Saturday. So Saturday night, maybe, maybe 
latest early Sunday morning, we're going to know exactly who wins here in South Carolina, and that should do it. Now, she keeps saying that she's going to hang in there until Super Tuesday, which is coming up on March 5th. But do you really think that's going to happen? I don't know. You know, these are politicians. They say a lot of things, especially career politicians. They say a lot of things that they don't mean. So we'll see what happens. But again, early voting ends tomorrow here in South Carolina. It's done. Tomorrow is the last day to early vote. If you want to know where you can early vote, all you got to do is text VOTE to 71307. That's 71307. Text VOTE. It will bring up a list of all of your counties. You pick your county. It'll tell you where to early vote. If you want to have your sample ballot with you while you early vote, then all you got to do is text SAMPLE BALLOT to 71307, and it will send you a link you put in your information, and bada-boom, bada-bing, bada-bang, there is your sample ballot. Charlie, what's the importance of winning the primaries? Well, the important, uh, importance of winning the primaries is that when you win the primary, you are assigned delegates. And the person to reach 1,200, I think it's 1,215 delegates, that is the party's nominee for president. That's who gets to run for president on the Republican side and also on the Democrats. I don't know how many delegates they need on on the Democrat side, but Joe Biden, as things look right now, barring anything crazy, no, the craziest thing that could happen would be for Joe Biden to continue to be the nominee. But, you know, uh, there are, uh, Hillary always talked about how she won the popular vote. This is something that the mainstream media never told you, never, ever told you. Nikki Haley, uh, not Nikki Haley, um, Hillary Clinton. Oh, look, I confused Nikki Haley with Nikki with uh, with Hillary Clinton. How about that? Um, Hillary always talked about how she won the popular vote. Now, Donald Trump won the Electoral College, and that's how we do things here in this country. But one of the things that Hillary Clinton never talked about was that she won another election. It was another election that she technically won with the popular vote, but did not win the race. And that was for the nomination of the Democrat Party against Barack Obama. Hillary Clinton got more of the popular vote than Barack Obama did. But because of the superdelegate system that they had in the Democrat Party at the time, Barack Hussein Obama became the party's nominee. Never mentioned that, did you, Hillary? You never really, never really talked about how the election was stolen from you under Barack Hussein Obama, did you? No, of course not. Of course not. Charlie, 20 prediction, 25th Amendment. Kamala, no chance. So Joe will have to gracefully step aside at the convention. Surprise, Gavin Newsom will be the Democrat candidate. Oh, will it be? Will it be? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Now, Kamala Harris says that she is ready to be president. What do you say to those concerns specifically if he had to pass the powers to you for one second, one minute, heaven forbid, and I, you know, I ask with all due respect, but you know, would you, are you capable, are you ready to step into the role and do whatever the country would need? absolutely ready, but thank God our president is in good shape and good health and is ready to lead in our second term. Uh-huh. Oh, you can just see, you can just see on that, on her face. 
You could just see on her face that she knows what she just said was the biggest, fattest lie ever told. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely ready to leave. Please. Not even close, lady. Not even close. So Hello. the big conspiracy theorist yeah. in me. Yes. Because as you know, I am a conspiracy theorist. Oh, yes. Theorist. Yes, yeah. of I course. Mean, I, 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 that's I, what I admire about you, Odie. Yeah, I, I work on the Upstate Pulse, so yeah. I have to. Do you think that last minute, just before the term is over, because he's not getting a second term. Right. Do you think something might happen and old Giggles might uh, get a shot at the title? I call her Giggles because every time I've seen her doing an interview, I laugh at her and she just yeah. laughs. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I'm just, come on. Um, she would, ha and again, this is one of the things that's never happened. Mm. So let's say Joe Biden wins the nomination. Okay. Come August, they'll have the event, the, the convention, the Democrat convention in Chicago. Yeah. And Joe Biden is the nominee. Right. So if something happens between, I think it's August 5th, between August 5th, and Election Day, and Joe Biden cannot be the nominee, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what happens. Because it's never happened before. Right. Yeah. I, have no, I have no clue. So would the Democrat Party have to come up? Because, I mean, my gosh, that would, I, I think that would be a bit of a constitutional crisis if we lost a nominee between the convention and the election. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not sure what would happen. I'm pretty sure. Ah. I don't know. I really don't. I, I would say maybe the Democrats have to go back and, 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 and appoint a nominee. But by that time, I mean, what do you do with all the ballots that have already been printed? You're going to have to go back and redo those. What about what about all the people that have? I don't know. Mm. I don't I know. hate to say it, but would it just follow the legal heir to the throne kind of thing? I, 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 like if if. If anything happened, then, then um, I don't know if she would be the nominee or not. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. And maybe some of you constitutional mm -hmm. scholars could weigh in on that. Um, if, if she's even chosen as the vice president, because she assumes she's going to be, but she doesn't have to be. He could come along and just pick anybody he wanted at that time. It could be Michelle Obama. It could be Big Mike. You never know. You never know. So, again, not sure what would happen in that case. But what you're trying to say, Odie, is things haven't gotten as weird as you think they're going to get. And I agree with you 100%. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you along with us. So uh, President Trump says, oh, by the way, if you haven't heard, tomorrow I will be interviewing President Trump, the 45th, 46th, and 47th president of the United States right here on the program. I'll be taping that interview tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. We will play it back at 335 right here on this program. And then again at 635 because I don't want anybody to miss this. So again, interviewing President Trump tomorrow. Very excited about that. But President Trump called for a debate against Joe Biden. And I wonder, you know, I just kind of wonder what that would be like. I mean, what would, let's, say, let's say I was moderating that debate. It would be like something like, uh, um, uh, President Biden, uh, what day is it today? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Mr. President, uh, President Biden, uh, what is a woman? Uh, Mr. 
Okay, right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, 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 President Biden, what are the main ingredients in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Right, yes, that's that. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, President Biden, what year did you fight corn pop? That's what, uh, right, okay, yeah, I got, okay, all right, that, there you go. That's exactly what it would be like. Who is this man next to me? My gosh, the guy is is not he's not well. He really isn't. Here's some disturbing news for you, folks, because, I mean, we've been talking about the the condition of this country. And how we are literally. Literally. Going to hell in a handbasket and the handbasket's on fire. Church attacks. Last year, church attacks doubled. Doubled, ladies and gentlemen. They doubled in 2023. Amazing. 436 acts of hostility against houses of worship last year versus fewer than 200 in 2022 and 50 in 2018. These types of acts include vandalism, arson, gun-related incidents, bomb threats, and more. Adele Ariel Del Torrio, director of the uh, FRC Center for Religious Liberty, said our culture is demonstrating a growing disdain for Christianity and core Christian beliefs, and acts of hostility against churches could be a physical manifestation of that. We already know. We've already seen the spiritual manifestations of that, and now they're acting them out physically. Ariel Del Torrio said that, and she's absolutely right. Absolutely right. In fact, one of the, so let's just say, and I'm not, listen, let's just say there was a, an abortion clinic here in the upstate, and somebody tried to burn it down. Don't you believe that every news organization would be at that clinic? Don't you believe that would be front page news? Don't you believe in all the newspapers that would be the biggest, blackest, boldest headline you ever saw? If, if somebody tried to burn down an abortion clinic? But yet, there was a local crisis pregnancy center that somebody tried to torch. Now, here's the story about that. It didn't work. They used gasoline. They used an accelerant at the site. They poured gasoline all around the crisis pregnancy center, and they lit it on fire, and it didn't catch. It did not burn. The shrubs caught fire. The grass caught fire, but the building did not burn. This is a true story. And the reason you haven't heard about this true story is because nobody in the media covered it. They could care less. if I, And look how many crisis pregnancy centers. Was it Jane's Revenge? Remember that? Jane, has anybody been arrested from Jane's Revenge? Has there been a, a massive FBI sweep? To find out, I remember there was a, a crisis pregnancy center that was vandalized in, in Asheville. The southeastern home of liberalism. Vandalized in Asheville. Hardly a word said. 
Hardly a word mentioned on any of the news stories. Because there is a growing disdain for Christianity in this country. And not just here, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. Rob Reiner, meathead from All in the Family, has got a documentary out. And guess what the documentary is about? It's about Christianity. How about that? But it's not a glowing review of Christianity. He calls it Christian nationalism. And even goes along to say it's white Christian nationalism. So even Rob Reiner, not even Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner is trying to vilify Christians, you and me. So, again, nobody, nobody in the mainstream media talking about this, nobody talking about the incredible amount of increase in houses of worship being targeted with violent acts because they don't care. They don't care that that's going on. They're completely okay and fine with it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, uh, let's see. Oh, somebody said, no, Charlie, you'd rather go beg and plead and cry and treat Donald Trump to multiple rounds of golf while wearing your Trump cat and new Trump tennis shoes. Oh, 611. Oh, my goodness. Don't make me ban you. <laughs> Don't make me block you. It's like the... I've had several texts from the 611 today and just the most ridiculous person. You go vote for Joe Biden. You enjoy your little Joe Biden economy. Enjoy your Joe Biden uh, open borders. Enjoy your Joe Biden wars. Enjoy all of the goodness that Joe Biden brings you. And be a happy person. Be a happy person. Right? Hey, Charlie, just voted. The first question uh, on the South Carolina primary ballot uh, sounded a little ambiguous, like voters can vote in both the Democrat and Republican primaries. No, that is actually either or. No, I'm sorry, either. You will register by party here in South Carolina, which is what it basically talks about closing the primaries. When we get back, Alabama makes a surprising declaration. This is from their Supreme Court. We'll tell you about it next on The Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.